listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 On a Monday in which we've got the NBA playoff picture starting to clear up, we are getting more and more storylines out of NFL training camp. What is the Vegas lead here on this Monday? Well, I don't think we have a choice. We're going to talk college football, and here's what we're going to do. We're not going to play the, well, the latest report says this. I think that right now, all that's going to shake out very quickly. It seems like a big underdog that there will be a college football season. So I think we proceed under the hypothetical, though likely, discussion that the the NCAA or the individual conferences effectively are going to not have a season or at least not have a season in the fall. And what does that mean? Who's to blame? Is it right? Is it wrong? Now, what we're going to do a little different here is this. And, you know, this is pulling back the curtain. You can't really have a show that's super produced and have a real conversation. You know why? Because you never know what someone's going to say. Jonas might say something wacky, I think, and all of a sudden we got to spend 10 minutes correcting Jonas, or Jonas might be correcting Fez. I mean, I'm probably not going to get correct, but you know what I'm saying. We don't, would we not do that? Because we say, oh, no, no, six minutes in, we want to do... So we're going to have a conversation. Oftentimes, the news isn't breaking so close to the show, and Fez might have his three points, and we know those three... Now, he might recalculate in the middle and who knows what, but the reality is this is going to be a real conversation, and I've got some stuff to say that I don't think I've heard, so this should be good. Yeah, and uh, this all got started on Saturday. Now, keep in mind, Friday, the SEC announced their schedule. There was a show. It was a big production. Two more SEC games added on to each team's schedule for the upcoming season. Then the MAC conference opened up Saturday, announcing they were canceling football in the fall. And then the reports started to come out of which conference was going to be the next to decide they were not going to be a part of it of the Power Five. The latest that we've got is that the Big Ten is supposed to have a formal meeting and announcement at some point, most likely tonight. The expectation from many is that the Pac-12 will follow, but you've got the SEC who who wants to still move forward. You've got Big Ten coaches who have talked about maybe leaving the Big Ten because they want to play football this fall. So it's complete chaos here when it comes to college football on this Monday. Why is this happening is the first question. Because right now I would make the following case. The NBA has exceeded expectations and how they're executing within the bubble. Does anyone disagree with that? No. All right. Number two, though we understand you can't have a college football bubble, you could make the case that baseball also is evidence that is positive to playing. Now, why? Oh, RJ, there's been more. Because in a way, baseball has faced maybe more positive cases than you might expect, and they're just... They're, they're making their way through it. Like If everything, as it seems to have gone almost perfectly for the NBA, that what does that tell us? Is when it goes perfectly, it's fine. The planning was great. Give them credit. But baseball, in a weird way, them not planning as well, maybe, you can make the case, is more proof that this is doable because even when they mess up a little bit, it was still doable. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. You know, the Marlins, just a week ago, we were talking about, well, maybe we should just have 29 MLB teams playing. Well, now the Marlins are back playing doubleheaders, and 
doing very well. They're in first place. Who was talking about 29? What, was this a conversation you were having with yourself? It was thrown out there that because the Marlins weren't projected to be a contender anyways, it would be okay if it was just a 29-team league. You know, Jonas, I think Fezzik has some radio network that no one else receives <laughs> where there's these conversations going. Have you heard that conversation? Uh, I have not. Uh, but yeah. they, you and, know. and you consume media nonstop. <laughs> What? This must be a private, like, Reno station. I, I, this is fascinating. Okay, that's Steve Fezzik. I'm RJ Bell. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Okay, so why would the lead-up with the NBA, the lead-up with baseball, lead to a cancellation of the season when, if anything, you could make the case when it goes perfectly, it's great, and when it goes poorly, it's still doable. I would make the following case. Who is making the decisions? These are college presidents. Okay. They're not the ADs. They're above the ADs. They're not the head coaches. They're above the head coaches. So let's say head coach, AD, college president, and then based on the school, you have a board, a board of regents, you often hear. But it's a group of people that literally only have maybe a meeting, what, once a quarter? And they make the big decisions. They don't even get involved, the regents, maybe at Ohio State they do, is will they fire this coach or not? You know, it's, they don't think about that. They think, do we give a billion or $0.9 billion to the athletic program? That's the decisions they make. So ultimately, the fear here is the president's making the decision that they're going to get fired. That's that's it. These presidents are made. It's not 100000 It's not 200 It's big money. Now, what is the upside for a president if they play and it goes well? Ah, hey, it's what we're supposed to do. Play football, baby. Not much upside. Financially, no upside for him or her. Okay. What's the downside if they play and it goes poorly? He's fired. He or she is fired. Now, what happens if they decide, okay, let's not play? What's the upside? Eh, there's none. What's the downside? There's none. So in the four quadrants, play or not play, if it goes well or doesn't go well. Think of it as a little bingo card, four squares. Each one matches up. The one that has a real positive or negative number, a real substantial difference, is if they play and it goes poorly, it's a big negative. That guy gets fired. So why do it? If I tell Fez, I mean, it's the opposite of a free roll. If I tell Fez, hey, Fez, there's four options here. One of them, you lose a bunch of money. The other three, it's all about even. You're going to do whatever to avoid the, whatever one, it takes. the possibility of that one. Not right? even going to make it a possibility. You're going to make it impossible to happen. We are straight out of Vegas. Who is a college president. They don't, it's not like, okay, they started out in business and they had a hedge fund and now they're the college president. These are lifetime administrators. Maybe they started in academia on the professor side, but typically from day one, they're more administrators. We know the types at the low level, the guy with all the keys at the high school, Right? You always say, oh, it'd be nice to have all those keys when you're a kid. Same thing. They're bureaucrats. That's a pejorative word. That's a negative word, but I think maybe for good reason in many cases. You're not going to get risk 
takers. You're going to get political animals who are able to navigate a lot of infighting, backbiting, and somehow in a Darwinian sense, they've risen to the top. They've survived to become the president of that university. They don't survive taking bad risks. And they don't survive taking any risks typically because it's usually protect the downside with these types. So to me, you add that in with one more key point. Even amongst all of these political animals who are risk adverse as college presidents, imagine if there's one conference, let's say the Pac-12, and I'm not going to point out any given school, but there's a lot of highfalutin schools in the Pac-12 that U.S. News and World Report is going to have them number nine or something. Okay. It takes one president or maybe two at one conference, so one school, two schools at one conference, that say, you know something? Did you read this about the heart condition? Blah, blah, blah. It may be legitimate or not, but they think it is. And they say, I'm worried. Now, the other presidents are hearing that in that conference, and they think, uh-oh, low-risk Fred, he's worried. Now, I'm not. But if it goes bad and he's on record saying we shouldn't play, he's going to look great. We're exposed now. This, the old saying is you don't get fired by an IBM. Anytime you go against the grain, Fez, you used to be a vice president in actuarial whatever science. At a com- How many people worked for that company? Thousands. Thousands. You were, one, you were saying recently there was a building with multiple thousands of people and you were like one of the top 23 people at a given point. Yes. No, vice I- presidents, presidents, whatever. Okay. <laughs> so you understand bureaucrat- you know, bureaucratic risk. Usually, if you do what everyone else has done and it goes bad, hey, what could I have done? You do something different. If it goes well, hey, good job. If it goes badly, you're to blame. It's a great point. And the presidents of these universities didn't exactly get there, as you mentioned, by being avid risk takers. And they aren't inclined. The people inclined to take risks won't go to that career path. Look at you. you could you imagine Steve Fezzik, president of a university? <laughs> you, you would hope they would have a guy like you weighing risk and reward. They're just double, tripling, valuing the risk. Exactly. Trying to diminish it. So now, once there is that one or two voices saying, maybe we shouldn't play, what happens? All of a sudden, the other presidents get conservative. Hey, I would have done this, but I don't want to be out on, I don't want to be out on this side of an equation. If it's everyone's on one side, we'll take the risk together. But if there's two or three guys on one side saying no, the guys that would lean yes all of a sudden are leaning no. Then what happens? One conference, Pac-12 likely, saying, nah, I don't know. Now the Big Ten is thinking, you know, if everyone else was behind this, we'd be behind it. But now the Pac-12 is wavering. We need to waver. And that's the domino effect. So to me, I'm, I bet if you even if you pulled all the presidents of these Division I schools, I'd make the case that maybe a third of them are negative on it, but it's the way the dominoes fall that though even a third being negative increases the risk for those that are leaning positive to play 
and thus we are where we are. It's a great point. So if you just blindly had everyone vote and they could vote unanimously. And, and if it was something where th- th- it would be uh, not public, who voted on what? Exactly. We'd probably get 70% saying, I, let's play. Because I, I would make the case, Jonas, yesterday, or let's say, I'm sorry, Thursday, Wednesday, there was no sense of this. Connecticut did what they did, which you might say, well, what's that got to do? Now there's another, hey, we're going to be risk-averse that an Ohio State or a cow is going to say, see, see, what happens if things go wrong? Connecticut's going to look smart. They're all afraid of that. I would make the case there wasn't really a movement in this direction until the dominoes started falling. No, it seemed like every day or every other day last week, a conference released their schedule and had a big buildup in production. It went to social media. They had videos. They had shows built around them. So, yeah, this came out of nowhere in about a 48-hour span. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Who are the stakeholders? Now, what do stakeholders mean? It means who has something to gain and something to lose from this, and they put skin in the game, so they have a say. I think unequivocally, the players, they have skin in the game. They're skin literally in the game. I think that there's a great movie that's not as well known. It's pretty well known. Inside Man, Spike Lee, and it's about a bank robbery. Jodie Foster, Denzel. Have you seen this, Jonas? No, I have not. No. Great movie. And the whole premise is, and this isn't really a spoiler, is there's a guy involved with the bank who had some involvement back with the Nazis way back in WW2, and he was hiding something about that. And the guy who was the bank robber said, there's certain truths that no matter what, they will finally emerge. They, will, they cannot be hidden. I don't think the unfairness, the disconnect between what the players have contributed to college football and college basketball, the revenue-generating sports, what they have contributed over the decades is so much more than what they've received. And there's a lot of really rotund School administrators eating a lot of shrimp buffets. They're putting the tin foil in their soup pocket so they can take shrimp back to the hotel room types that have been feeding off of this. And it's funny. If you listen to the show regularly, you're thinking, RJ, sometimes he seems like he's super capitalist. Other times he seems like he's... No. It's a false choice, this stuff. There's brilliant people on each side of the political equation for a reason. That there's a, the, the subtlety it takes to see when one applies or when the other applies, it's not easy to put in any political party. Now, am I always right about where the subtlety falls? No. But to think one side or the other is always right is, to me, the foolish part. And unequivocally, these players have been taken advantage of. And I think comeuppance comes here. Because ultimately, The players are at such a disadvantage here that not only do they have to play for nothing. Now, again, you can talk scholarship and all that, and that's great for the non-revenue sports. That means the school's giving something away. Here, the kids net-net are giving something. Why should they be? I don't. When most of them aren't going to make anything, they're not going pro. Start a fund with that money instead of the shrimp dinners and, and give it for health care for former athletes, whatever. It, anything's better than these 
these vultures, or not even vultures, they're like, what's a symbiotic, like blood suckers? <laughs> like, they want those players not dead. Vultures pick at the dead. They want to keep these players alive. They replenish them with f- fresh blood every year to, make, to eat their shrimp dinners. And then the sanctimony from the NCAA, ugh, it's, it, it really is as bad as anything, anything. And I, to me, that's where the, the, the squares don't align because you can't really say these players should go out and NFL, it's a choice. You want to make $6 million and take a little additional risk? How do you give that equation? How do you even present that equation to a college kid where he's not getting anything in theory? And no one's going to take their scholarship away, so they they don't have to play for that. They, they they would all, in theory, if it was just about the dollars, opt out because they're not getting paid anything effectively because their scholarship's safe regardless. That's the rules. So if these players, if you could say, hey, Trevor Lawrence is going to make X for playing this year, thus it's a valid choice. To me, that trumps all of this. Thoughts, Jonas? Uh, I just – I think they should play. Uh, I'm bummed out about it. Uh, I think they should play. I think they're safer playing than being outside of their campus and, and being elsewhere. And I think it's a shame that it's gotten to this point and that, it, that it's this divided with zero leadership from up top steering it in any positive direction. Jonas, you make a great point. It's a very valid argument the players are safer if they play. Why is that? Because the theory is if they're on campus without playing, they're not going to be – as diligent as they would be within a team structure, girlfriends get a friend over kind of thing. And then finally, if they do go home and they have to go to school remotely, a lot of small towns, the healthcare there isn't good. And obviously the friends that didn't go to school anywhere, probably not as diligent about being safe. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 